welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. My name is Pat Horn. On today's episode, we are going to get entangled with the story of the Marring Wire Company, an early 20th century business that would continue in Muskegon until the 1980s. Marring Wire had its origins with a man named Albert Marring. Marring, prior to the company's founding, worked in 1912 at a place called the American Electric Fuse Company, where he was a manager in the enameling department. That company folded that year, and Marring began work as the manager for the American Enameled Magnet Wire Company. It was while working here that Marring started the creation of a new type of enameling machine. Enameling is the process of applying varnish or coating to a wire to give it insulating properties, in particular to copper wire. Without this covering, the copper wire could cause fires from shorts and didn't last as long. Enameled wires were used in products such as motors, generators, and any other device that used electrical energy to produce mechanical energy. This type of wire is often called magnet wire, even today. Maring's newly designed enameling oven improved on the old design, but his current company had little interest in it. And so in 1919, Maring found partners willing to start a new business with him. These partners were Fritz Meske, C.B. Van Dyke, and Edward Farmer. That year, they founded the Maring Wire Company with a capital of $100,000, and purchased a small location on 8th and Clay Avenue that had about 12,000 square feet. Using Maring's new design, the company started work with just a few employees and filled their first order in 1919 to a company in Milwaukee. A 1921 economic depression nearly saw the end of the company before it really had began, but they managed to survive and eventually made a deal with the growing Ford Motor Company to provide the wires for the engine starters and lightning generators, the precursor part to today's alternators. At this time, the company had three enameling machines, two of which were for heavy gauge wires, and one for very thin, delicate wiring. The company saw continued success in the 1920s, even adding another factory in Anderson, Indiana, in 1927. In May of 1929, they merged with several other wire manufacturers owned by Anaconda Copper Mining Company, which provided the raw materials used by Maring and many others. These newly joined wire producers under the Anaconda Mining Company would be a division called Anaconda Wire and Cable Company. Around this time, the Muskegon Company moved from their Clay Avenue location and relocated on West Western Avenue behind Cole's Bakery. This new building over doubled their space and would see several expansions, increasing its footprint even more to reach a size of 130,000 square feet in the 1960s when the company was at its height. In 1934, they started offering and producing a paper covering on wires diversifying their products. Four years later, in 1938, they began testing spun glass enameling, giving wires much higher thermal properties and electrical resistance, but this ultimately wasn't cost-effective and it was dropped. During World War II, they secured contracts with the U.S. Navy to produce wires for their ships. In the 1960s, during its peak, they employed 400 workers. However, a labor strike in 1967, which lasted 325 days, caused much upheaval. 1971 would be a terrible year for Anaconda Mining Company, the parent company of Anaconda Wire, as Chile's government would nationalize and seize the copper mines there owned by Anaconda. These seized mines made up two-thirds of Anaconda's supply of copper, the main raw product needed by the wire producers. Anaconda Wire managed to hang on for a while, but was purchased by the Atlantic Richfield Oil Company in 1978 at the price of $700 million. Work continued in Muskegon until October of 1981 when the factory closed down for good. While the company no longer remained, their factory stayed in existence for a long period afterwards. 
The empty building saw a fire occur in 1999 when workers tried to repair its roof. This fire gutted the inside of the building. Plans surfaced to tear down most of the remaining building and make apartments or condos, but it never occurred. In 2016, under pressure from the city to tear down the now hazardous building, it was finally demolished that year, and now all that remains is an empty lot. Thank you for joining us to learn about the Maring Wire Company. We hope you enjoyed learning about this Muskegon industry and hope to have you back for our next episode.